if this first story I'm reporting on isn't a sign of the times, I don't don't mean that in an Armageddon biblical way, just a sign of the times in which we're living and its ridiculousness and political correctness and wokeness at a level that is absolutely, at this point, beyond ridiculous, then I don't know what is. Okay, so the Toronto Raptors and NBA team, yes, a National Basketball Association team out of, uh, obviously, Toronto, decided that they wanted to celebrate Women's History Month. Sounds innocuous and innocent enough. So they posted a video with players talking about why women are great. And this is where they went wrong. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free according to the woke mob. Now, why are women great? Well, there's lots of reasons why men would think women are great. But why does why does society value women? What can they do? What do they bring to the table? Well, it's obvious. And these Raptor players featured in the video were Malachi Flynn, Precious Achiua, and Scotty Barnes. The trio was asked this question, why girls run the world? Now, the run the world uh, theme is a play on a Beyonce song in which she says girls run the world. I didn't know that until I read this article because I can't stand Beyonce. So there was a running trend where two of these three guys said the wrong thing. So here's how it starts off. Flynn says girls run the world because they are the only ones who can procreate. Akiwa comes in with the same or similar theme saying that women are great because they birth everybody. And then Barnes said girls run the world because they are queens. How dare these guys say such horrible things about women? On Thursday, the Raptors issued an apology for the video. We're an organization that prides itself on doing the right thing when it comes to inclusion and representation, and we made a mistake on Tuesday. Our sincerest apology to our players, our staff, and our fans will work to do better today and every day after. What was their sin? How dare they not be inclusive of non-women birthing persons? Folks, do you understand the level of maniacal wokeness and craziness when in celebration of Women's History Month, two guys said we love women and women rule the world because they procreate, which by the way is kind of stupid because men and women, it's a joint venture in procreation but we know what they meant. They can be mothers and they birth everyone in the world. This is an absolute 
100% statistical fact. They haven't yet cloned us all in laboratories. And even when they do things like artificial insemination or what have you, who has to carry that? A woman with a uterus. Yet the Raptors weren't woke enough and their players had the audacity of saying that women rule the world and celebrating Women's History Month with the audacious, audacious claim that women rule the world because they are mothers and can procreate and give birth to human race. And that is a politically incorrect statement. Wow, what a psyop, psychological operation against the masses by the demonic, devilish, devil-worshipping, Luciferian Satanists to downplay the sacred role of mothers by making it politically incorrect to state scientific fact. This is absolute madness. Welcome to 2023. Welcome to Open Source News Live. This is the BCP Podcast, Open Source News Edition. What else is maddening? Maddening is that there's a man in the Oval Office who is a crook and is beholden to China and Marxist globalists, and he is a puppet of the Georgie Porgy Obama folks. This is the third term of one O'Biden presidency, which we didn't care for the first two times. And this time, it's even worse. Now, I never found Obama to be interesting or charismatic. I saw right through that BS. But at least he wasn't as embarrassing as Dementia Joe. As embarrassing. For those of you going, he was embarrassing. Listen to the words coming out of my mouth. It's English. Not as embarrassing. So here we have Joe Biden still pushing for Philip Washington to be his head to lead the Federal uh, Aviation, FAA, Federal Aviation Administration. A man with no experience in aviation, when generally a person who's done this has been in aviation or has been in the in aviation i think a lot of these faa guys have been uh ceos or presidents or involved in executive when it comes to the airlines or the the commercial aviation industry this guy has nothing has no experience matter of fact they just made him transportation over transportation locally for a while just so he could have experience to have this position he's a black man Yes, another identity higher. Now, if you're listening to this show, which is available on YouTube and on Spotify, it's available in video on YouTube and Spotify, and it's available on all the major podcast platforms from Apple to iHeartRadio to Audible, etc. And you're not aware, this is called the BCP podcast because my name is James, Black Conservative Patriot. I am a black male. And Philip Washington is another black male. We don't go about identity politics on this channel, in my family, in my household. We go about merit. We want someone who is good to do the job. 
I've used this example millions of times and I will use it uh, ad nauseum until the good Lord takes me. I'm on operating table. I don't care the color of that doctor. I want that doctor to be the best possible doctor to work on me. And I don't want a diversity hire. With all of these issues happening in transportation, look what happens when you have an identity hire. Look at Mayor Pete, can't do the job. And on top of that, won't do the job. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And won't be responsible. And won't show up. So, Biden's pick for the FAA, Philip Washington, is currently under investigation. Okay? And uh, this is in, in, uh, in California. And this is what Ted Cruz had to say during the hearing yesterday. He is the uh, nominee, and he had to be reviewed by the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Trans- Transportation. This is what the great Ted Cruz had to say. By the way, Ted Cruz, I am so sorry that your daughter is so against you. I know that sometimes children rebel against their parents, they're wayward or whatever. I feel blessed that all of my children are on board with conservative uh, values. But the reason why I think my kids are on board is because we're based in our Christian values, not political values. I read stories every once in a while about how Ted Cruz's daughter is like completely against her dad and what have you. That must suck, Ted Cruz. You truly aren't rich until you have children and then you're wealthy when your children are on board when it comes to the beloved, forever eternal Christian values that you teach him as children. Really, my heart breaks for Ted Cruz when it comes to his daughter. But hey, she's young. She might come around. Uh, first round of questioning, we had a lot of discussions about your lack of experience with aviation safety. But the- lack of experience with aviation safety. In a time when we have, what, two or three near misses of planes lately, as of late, recently? Wouldn't it be nice if we had an FAA guy that actually knew aviation and aviation safety? No, got to have a diversity hire. There is another concern that is front and center for this committee. Because you're the first nominee I can recall who is currently entangled in an ongoing public corruption investigation right now while your nomination is pending. You're the first nominee I can recall who is currently entangled in an ongoing public corruption investigation right now while this nomination is pending. Now, Ted Cruz is a pretty smart guy, so listen to how he entraps and entangles Washington. Uh, This is pretty good. I'm going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to play you enough for you to appreciate the savvy of Ted Cruz, great senator from the great state of Texas, my future home. This investigation involves an alleged pay-to-play contracting scheme that resulted in L.A. Metro giving $800,000 in no-bid contracts to a politically connected charity called Peace Over Violence, or POV, 
to run a sexual harassment hotline that was hardly ever used. A whistleblower has alleged, among other things, that when you were the LA Metro CEO, you pushed forward these questionable contracts in order to stay in the good graces of a powerful politician on the LA Metro board. Last December, you told the New York Times, quote, when I pursued the job in Denver for the airport, much thanks to the credit of the Denver City Council, they looked into all of this and debunked it all. Whenever the Democrats or, doesn't really happen to rhinos either. I want to say this is almost exclusively Democrats. Say that something's been debunked about them. The opposite is true. Nothing's been debunked. And actually a lot of information has probably come out to corroborate or prove whatever malfeasance they've been up to. So I would ask Congress to do the same. Mr. Washington, do you still want Congress to look into these allegations? I have nothing to hide, Senator. Okay, good. Okay, good. Trap has been set by Ted Cruz. Here's a taste of him pouncing. Well, we are looking into them. Even though you say that the Denver City Council debunked it all, the L.A. Sheriff's Office determined that these allegations had merit. In fact, last September, the Sheriff's Office executed a criminal search warrant at L.A. Metro's headquarters based on these allegations. And you were named in that search warrant, not once, not twice, but numerous times. And then he goes out to lay out what's actually going on. So he says, are you sure you want us to open up these can of worms? Mr. Washington says, I'm nothing to hide. And then this is one minute and 41 seconds into six minute and 26 minute exchange in which Ted Cruz exposes the ongoing public corruption investigation into Mr. Washington. And Joe Biden is still, this is my guy. Because you ain't black if you didn't vote for Joe Biden. And FAA done, done work if it doesn't have a black guy at the head of it, even if that man is corrupt and totally incapable. As a black man, I'm offended by this. This does not serve us and it doesn't help end racism. How do you end racism? By having someone who's a crook and unqualified to do the job. No one's going to respect him and everyone's going to know he's there because of color. That is why in my uh, history of business and my brief history, relatively brief history in employment, been married 26 years. And most of that time I have been an entrepreneur, either owning my own business or being self-employed. Because for you to be successful in the business world or as self-employed, you can't blame it on, oh, you, no one can say, oh, he's successful in this business because, you know, they hired him because he's black or she's a woman or he's a woman or they are non-binary. <laughs> you get where I'm going with this. But Joe Biden is a white liberal from the Democrat Party. That tells you all you really need to know about how they feel about black people. Just a pawn in their game to virtual signal. By the way, as for uh, I found this to be interesting, a weird segue, I'm sure you're going to be thinking. But uh, former advisor to President Trump, Larry Kudlow, and, a, uh, and the uh, host of a Fox business show, just finished its second year on the air. Like I just finished my second year of my other show that 
I can't put here on YouTube. It's called BCP Unfiltered. Check it out at therealbcp.com, bcppodcast.com, or bcpextras.com. But he also started his show about the same time I did, within a day. He is now the number one program in cable business news. An ex-Trump guy. Pretty much trouncing everyone else. I like Larry Kudlow. Congratulations, Larry. Excellence is excellence. Okay, this is a very, very, I'm going to read, I'm going to read this to you. I thought this was really well written by Larry Johnson. Just, just here, here, this is, uh, this is good stuff. Will China send weapons to Russia? Yes, I think they will. But not because Russia is running out of shells and rockets. Nope. I think China wants a chance to field test some of its weaponry and drones against a foe that shoots back in order to see how they perform in a combat environment. Larry Johnson, I never thought that perhaps China would want to help Russia as a means to field testing their weaponry. Which a lot of that weaponry, by the way, folks, is reverse engineered American weaponry. Because of the treasonous, traitorous rat bastards in our government who have sold out to China. They want to test some of his weaponry and drones against a foe that shoots back in order to see how they perform in combat environment. Firing artillery or surface-to-air missiles on a close range does not compare with lighting them up on a bona fide battlefield. Wow. Just never thought of that. Never thought of that. Just want to read that part to you. What are your thoughts, folks? I thought that was something I never thought of and definitely interesting. Okay, folks, let let me talk about what's going on in the Senate right now. Dianne Feinstein has been hospitalized. I saw that headline uh, yesterday. And then I just saw the headline. And then uh, it turns out that she has shingles. uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein announced that she was hospitalized on Thursday and was receiving treatment for shingles, leaving Senate Democrats without an outright majority this week, as two other senators are also away from the Capitol. So she confirmed her hospitalization. It was originally said that she had been left for health matters, and then it was clarified that it was shingles. Who knows if that's true or not? I don't know. I don't know or trust anything that Democrats say, especially when they're trying to hide the health matters of one of their senators. Yes, we are going to be getting to John Fetterman here in just a second. Quote, I was diagnosed over the February recess with a case of shingles. I have been hospitalized and receiving treatment in San Francisco and expect to make a full recovery. I hope to return to the Senate later this month. The 89-year-old California senator said, who is confused and is way past her prime and is not sharp and should not even be representing California. But hey, look, as a recent expat from California to Utah, and Utah's a stopgap until I settle into Texas, uh, She's doing California and the nation a favor by not being able to advance Marxist leftist causes. Look, she's already missed numerous votes and committee hearings since she began feeling unwell. And according to her spokesperson, Adam Russell, by the way, Feinstein has nearly two years left in her term. And she announced that she was going to not seek reelection. And then she didn't know that she had notified people of that. I covered that a few weeks ago. But guess what? Feinstein's not the only senator chamber, uh, senator currently not in the 
uh, upper chamber of our legisla uh, legislature, which of course is the Senate. We also have John Fetterman, who I have reported, has been hospitalized for a few weeks now. And if you caught my other edition, they're asking for proof of life. The Democrat, uh, there's a, a, a party, a Republican Party, a, count, a county in Pennsylvania, Republican Party, has issued for public release a demand that there be proof of life that John Fetterman get on camera and prove that he's still alive and well, and if not, that he resigned. Well, the, the, the Democrats also have Senator Jeff Merkley, who flew to his home state after his mother died earlier in the week. Okay, we can excuse that. On the Republican side, we have Senator Mike Crapo, who is out from Idaho because he got the Roro. He has the virus and is ill. So although the Democrats uh, started this new Congress with the 51-49 advantage, they are currently 48 to 48. But of course, Vice President Kamala Harris has had to step up and cast multiple tie-breaking votes. So that's where we're at right now. And now we have Representative Barbara Lee, a Democrat, going back to the lower chamber. But she's also running for U.S. Senate to fill the seat of the aforementioned Dianne Feinstein. I guess she wants to continue California's legacy of having our Barbara in the Senate. Obviously, in reference to the uh, uh, Barbara Boxer. She is running for U.S. Senate to fill the seat that's going to be vacated by Dianne Feinstein. And she said yesterday on NBC's Deadline that she has a lawsuit against President Trump and that it was in the country's best interest. So what is this about? Well, that's a segue to this news thing that I want to report on that's going to backfire and it's going to fail miserably. Joe Biden's Justice Department yesterday said in a court filing in the D.C. U.S. Court of Appeals that Donald Trump can be sued by police officers over January 6th. The DOJ lawyer argued that Trump does not have immunity from civil lawsuits by police officers. U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta, an Obama appointee, recently rejected Trump's immunity claim. These partisan Democrats and Obama people, they are unashamedly anti-Trump and they don't care about it. Quote, speaking to the public on matters of public concern is a traditional function of the presidency and the outer perimeter of the president's office includes a vast realm of such speech, the DOJ lawyer said in a brief, but the traditional function is one of the public communication. It does not include incitement of imminent private violence of the sort the district court found that plaintiffs uh, have plausibly alleged here. So the Department of Justice has said that Trump can be sued by police officers over the violence on the Capitol on January 6, 2021. At the same time, Lieutenant Michael Byrd is totally fine for shooting Ashley Babbitt. Funny how that works. It's not funny. That's a freedom of speech. Attorneys for the Justice Department Civil Division said in a court filing that Trump does not have absolute immunity for, for multiple uh, civil lawsuits filed by police officers and members of Congress, which seeks to hold him liable for damages stemming from the January 6th riot. The brief carefully avoids taking a position on whether Trump is actually liable for causing the riot, civilly or criminally, but urges the appeals court to reject Trump's immunity claim and return the cases to a lower court for further litigation. Two Capitol Police officers, James Blassingame and Sidney Hemby, and 11 members of Congress are seeking to hold Trump liable for injuries or damages caused during the riot, of which he said to 
peaceably peaceably attend and didn't attend himself and didn't tell people to go into the Capitol. But that doesn't matter. There was all a, a flag of false origin attempt by the deep state anyway. So we have this Democrat, Barbara Lee, a congresswoman, now going to be running for U.S. Senate, who says that it's in the country's best interest, this lawsuit. Lee was reacting to news that Justice Department and Capitol Police officers could sue President Trump. She said, in our lawsuit, of course, the essence of it is that President Trump is not immune from actions he took that day. And he said what he directed the insurrectionists, those who wanted to perpetuate, uh, perpetuate a coup d'etat. It was attempted coup on the Capitol, on our democracy, the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers. It is important we redress the harm. Once again, we have to try to put on our gas mask. We were told we had to hit the floor. We barely got out of the chambers before they came in. This was a dangerous moment, not only for individuals of Congress and the plaintiffs in our lawsuit, but it was dangerous in terms of our democracy. Of course, we've decoded our democracy to mean that they get to choose who rules over us and they get to make the rules for us to follow that they don't have to. Our democracy means they are in charge and who they want to put in place. And that is why D.C. is a swamp of a whole bunch of, including many things, unelected bureaucrats that aren't responsible to the people because we don't get to choose them. They get put there by people that perhaps, just maybe perhaps, we didn't want there, want them to be there anyway. Well, well why, is this all, why is all this going to backfire, James, you're asking? Well, because Tucker Carlson last night said, oh, yeah, we've seen it. We've got the goods and we're going to be releasing it starting next week. Here is the latest update from Tucker Carlson last night. Defenders of democracy are out defending democracy again. They're telling you it's really, really dangerous. And anyone would get to see the thousands of hours of surveillance footage from January 6th, which has been hidden from the public for two years as a tiny group of people gets to make up stories about what happened that day and change the country on the basis of those stories. And we respectfully disagree. We think people should, in a democracy, be allowed to see what their government is doing and get as much. It's like, remember, they say our democracy. And uh, I, I love Tucker Carlson being sarcastic because I'm sarcastic. But our democracy, you know, Chucky e. Schumer is so dangerous for our democracy if people see the tapes of what really happened much evidence as they can. And it turns out the public agrees. Rasmussen, the polling firm, just found that 80% of American voters... Rasmussen. I've always thought it to be Rasmussen. Am I correct? When BCP Juniorette started doing the BCP report, that's our sister channel. By the way, check it out. The link's down below. She reports the news with no commentary. Just in eight to nine minutes, she'll share several news stories with you just sharing the news with you with no commentary. Make sure you check it out. The link's down below. But when she first started doing that, she would say uh, Rasmussen or something like that, similar to what uh, Tucker Carlson. And I said, baby, it's Rasmussen. Am I wrong? Is Tucker Carlson right? Is it tomato, tomato? I don't know. Please let me know down below. Is it potato, potato? Is it spelled the way Dan Quayle said? For those that get that joke, 
probably will be most of you because my analytics tell me that most of you are my age, slightly younger or older. Voters believe it's important that the public should be allowed to see the videos from January 6th. That would include 86% of Republicans. Okay. But it would also include 78% of Democrats. 78% of Democrats think it's important that we see the true videos of January 6th. And 75% of independents. Wow. So you're defending democracy, but you're denying people information on the basis of which they can make their own decisions. How does that work exactly? Well, it's not democracy, of course. It's building a bulwark against your lies being revealed. And they are lying. And we know that because we've been looking at the tape. We're going to bring you information on the tape and some of it next week. And we think it's going to be really, really interesting. So he says they are lying to you about January 6th. We've seen the tape. We're going to bring it to you next week. And you're going to see for yourself that the January 6th lies are lies indeed. So them trying to open up and allow lawsuits against President Trump is going to be yet another witch hunt that is going to backfire because the truth is going to come out, is coming out. We know the truth, but it's going to come out in floods. And because it's released, these people are going to try to uh, uh, sue President Trump. And those tapes are going to be there as hours and thousands of hours of evidence for President Trump's defense. It's not going to go over very well. All right, let me just add, uh, let me just end up with these last few news items, folks. Guess what? John Fetterman, Democrat senator from Pennsylvania, who I've uh, aforementioned in this episode, is currently under doctor's care and being treated for depression. Some are saying he actually had another stroke and he is debilitated and that this uh, depression story is just a ruse, a cover for him possibly having another stroke or a worse incident, that he was unable to care for himself. His wife isn't even there to be with him. That he's actually at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, big hug to all of my patriots working at Walter Reed. My father worked at Walter Reed. When I was a kid, I lived briefly in Bethesda, Maryland with my father, who was a naval corpsman, retired. No, oh, he's retired now. Well, guess what? John Fetterman somehow sponsored yet another bill yesterday while being totally unseen and hidden. Now a few weeks recovering or being treated supposedly for depression. He tweeted out, or obviously his office did, Senator Fetterman joined these list of senators to co-sponsor new legislation to help stop illegal child labor. Cracking down on illegal child labor is absolutely common sense. So is absolutely common sense uh, closing our southern border so that children aren't com coming in to be used for child labor. If you missed that, please watch my episode from last Sunday. Or maybe it was Saturday night. Yeah, it was last weekend. Did a whole thing about the New York Times actually doing a great article exposing the illegal alien child labor market. Yeah, it is common sense. So it's a common sense that if a guy is suffering depression and can't feed himself, can't hydrate himself, and is sick because he doesn't know how to take care of himself, that one, he probably isn't sponsoring Jack Diddley Squat, and this is complete BS. Sponsoring a second bill while hospitalized and away from the public? I think not. And second, it's further proof that his wife is a horrible wife, not taking care of her husband. And how do we know this? Yesterday, she tweeted out 
in the worst moments of our lives, women are told it's their fault. In case you need to hear it today, it's not your fault. I will keep living and fighting with love. We all need more of it. Heart, heart, heart. That was from Giselle Fetterman. But uh, it showed there that that she, she left her location tag on. And it shows in her latest tweet that she is in Braddock, Pennsylvania. She is not in D.C. caring for or being with her husband. There you go, folks. There you go. Please like, share, and subscribe, and put your comments down below. Please check out my other show, BCP Unfiltered. The link is down below. The links are down below. There's three places uh, you can watch it and several places you can listen to it. Uh, and also, make sure you check out our sister channel and then support us on this one. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.